Good morning. As you know, we are into a sermon series based on our studies of the first letter of Corinthians. I believe so far you have uh, been following us. I'm sure you have learned those lessons from this letter that Paul has written to the Corinthian church. And you can see the way that Paul has written. He comes with great compassion, concern and care for the faith. Uh, before I go on, let us go to the Lord in prayer. And let us pray. God our Heavenly Father, we as we bow before you in worship and coming to this time of meditation over your words, we pray for the Holy Spirit indeed will be our guide and teacher to lead us through this time of meditation so that we know you have that special word and special message for us as we continue our faith journey in you. So bless this moment that we have. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. I'd like to begin this meditation with this theme in mind. Run with certainty and finish the race. Run with certainty and finish the race. I guess the Lord has inspired me to put this in thought as I refer to the text here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. As you can see, Paul writes, this text comes with some very positive and optimistic approach in life. And that also remind me, uh, this uh, man, uh, Steve Jobs, I'm sure we are familiar with, as a businessman, computer genius, and even as a digital entertainment. The Steve Jobs, we know he died at the age of 56, but he has so much to contribute to the world at large. I'd like to share two quotations here. The first one is, The way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. The second quotation here for us is, Have the courage to follow your heart intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything is secondary. Quote and quote from Steve Jobs. As I say earlier on, his life may be short-lived as he died at the age of 56. But you can see today we are using the uh, high tech that he has contributed all over the world. Here, as I turn to the scripture, I also learned the some biblical truth from Abraham himself. I will call him not only the father, but the grandfather of the nation of Israel, especially the way he has responded to the call of God in his life. He literally walked out of his community and heading toward the city of God, that God has so called him to go. 
And of course, we learn he did not run, but just walk and take along with his wife and the household he has and make his way to the city where God was the builder. And God honor his faith and make him a father of a great nation, as you can discover it in Genesis chapter 12. And then in Genesis chapter 17, verse 4, talking about the descendants, that God made a covenant with Abraham and his descendants that he will be the father of many nations. And we thank God for the faith that Abraham has. And so here we learn the lesson that God honored and rewarded men and women who have placed a faith in God. And so this morning, as we turn to Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, expresses the same teaching. There will be reward to those who win the race and fought well in the faith. And all they need is to keep the focus on God. This can be gathered in the text here, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. Uh, let me read to you from the New King James Version. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes with the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain the perishable crown, but for, but we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26. Therefore, I run this, not with uncertainty, but I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. Thank be to God. And now as we learn from this scripture here in chapter 9, the last few verses, it talks about running a race and fighting like a boxer in order to win the trophy. As you can see, Paul is using two imageries about winning. From the runner in the race, and, so, and also a boxer fighting in the ring. And similarly, Paul writes the same in the conclusion of his life, as found in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. The same imageries were mentioned. Second Timothy 4, 7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, in verse 8, he said, There lay up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day, and not to me only, but also to all who have or love his appearing. We realize as far as an athlete and a boxer is concerned, they have to also under, 
goal, great discipline in training and endurance tests. A process in order to better prepare for themselves to win the trophy. This applies across the board to all sportsmen and women. And the tests include, let me leave you three here. First of all, can I be selected in a team, meaning be qualified to participate? Will I qualify for the race or to box? Then after the selection process, what follows will be a very stringent and tedious training, which requires great endurance and discipline. Then finally, they are put onto the actual race or the fight to win the prize. So folks, bear these three in mind. That first of all, there must be a selection, there will be a discipline, and there will be this reward that comes along. Then we ask ourselves, how do you get there? How do we get into the race? Meaning to join the race. And this morning, Paul's writing is to all Christians. So the question is, are you in a Christian race or a spiritual race? The answer is, first and foremost, you need to have Jesus Christ to lead you, to make you qualify. As the Bible teaches, that on day one, when the Lord met his disciples, he recruited 12. And the call of them is, come and follow me. As you can refer to Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. And he said to them, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And verse 20 of chapter 4, Matthew, immediately, the Bible says, they left the nets and followed him. Now, beloved, I'd like you to see the word immediately. In other words, the response to Jesus was spontaneous was a quick one, without much hesitation. And they were not even looking back. They followed Jesus. In fact, in uh, chapter 14 of Luke, verse 33, in the ESV version say, So therefore, the Lord reminded them, anyone who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, verse 33. In other words, to follow Jesus, you've got to die to yourself. You've got to crucify yourself, as the Lord put it to us. Meaning, you've got to have self-control. You've got to put on a new nature. And now, to have the Christ nature with you. This is what the Lord Expect all of us, come and follow me, said the Lord. So the questions for us to ponder over are, are you in the race? 
then bearing in mind, first of all, you need to be a disciple of Jesus. So the next question is, are you a disciple of Jesus today? So may I invite you at this moment, open your heart to God and say you want to accept Jesus in your life and be counted as one of his disciples. Just say a prayer to the Lord yourself in order really to put yourself in the race that Paul is talking about. Let me move to our second point, our lesson about the race. And here the Lord reveals to me that beside being a disciple, you need another, the word D here is discipline. After becoming a disciple, you need to have that discipline. And I'd like to uh, share with you this uh, swimmer's uh, experience. I hope you remember. His name is Joseph Schooling, a local boy who has won his Olympic gold medal for Singapore in the year 2016 in the swimming event. Now, many of us begin to admire and adore him, and even want to be his friends. And hopefully, you can have a photo with him together. But we know little about his family and his training. Of course, by now, we know them. I realize that beside his vigorous routine trainings and exercise, his daily routine includes he got to start off early in the dawn of the morning, observe a tight schedule, and be careful with the diet too. So, in certain sense, a very disciplined person. And it is said that Joseph Schooling learned to swim when he was 10 months old. And at the age of four, he completed, he competed in his first race. And then by nine, he was training twice a day. And this is what he say, My love for water drove me early on. He said, I'm the strongest and also the most vulnerable in the pool. It's the only way I have so far of knowing what makes me tick. And he also hate to lose. And he keep reminding himself, the thought of losing get him very upset. It's not acceptable to him. He strives to win. And true enough, at the age of 21, he won his Olympic game gold medal in a swimming event in 2016. In fact, uh, his coach would even say about him, he knew he had a chance, talking about Joseph's schooling. His goals were to break the race. I feel very proud. He believes himself. He learned not to hesitate. He knew he could do it. So here a thought coming to us. 
the disciplined person not only get his body work well, but mentally, his mind is well disciplined and well prepared. So it comes together. Not only the body work, but the mind works too. And so here, folks, is a reminder for us, as we prepare to run the race and fight the battle, we need such discipline. Uh, think of the discipline. We should ask ourselves, what kind of discipline we should have? Well, I know many of us try our best to keep our devotion regularly, our quiet time, our Bible study, our prayer life, and observing our worship attendance too. But are you working well on these areas? In other words, how's the spiritual discipline? We encourage you this day to go for it. Let your mind be renewed and be transformed by the Holy Spirit Himself that we can do it for the Lord. So remember folks, you're not only a disciple, but you need discipline to be what you can be for God. But at the same time, we do realize that we face a lot of distraction. To me, there's another word, another word on D, distraction, and comes along with temptation. Especially, we have so much to watch and do. For instance, when we turn on our internet, there are many things to watch. Do you have the discipline to cut off those that are not right for us to watch? We need that. Do you have such discipline to put aside our computer games or watching some unwise TV program? but to catch up our reading of the scripture and go deeper in the word with God. And some of us may go into a long chat with friends. I mean, there's nothing wrong. But we need to learn to discipline and cut it short. But spend time in prayer and meditation. I ask this is to remind ourselves God desires to see such discipline in us. The question is, why do we need this? And Paul is writing to us, ultimately this will enable us to win our prize. Because without such discipline, we will just fall aside and always have to pick up ourselves. And that's a situation that many of us may see our Christian life like roller coaster, like up and down. But we must learn to stand on the feet and to aim to win for the prize. In verse 24 of chapter 9, first letter of Corinthians say, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? We are all participants there. But one received the price. Run in such a way that you will obtain it. You will get it. 
yeah, a lot of runners running together, but only one stands up to be the winner. And we should be the winner. And your aim is to run as a runner to win the prize. This is the most desire for all runners themselves. Remember, when Joseph uh, schooling won the prize, there were a few other swimmers with him, but he stood up to be the champion. And I can recall how Singaporeans celebrated the winning medal for him in 2016. And also sometimes you watch uh, sports uh, games, especially those soccer friends celebrated their winning team. The word described to them was, they were electrified. And in some sense, they go wow. You see how they celebrated the winner. In fact, Paul brought a very solemn thought here to remind us that those trophies or crowns are perishable, not lasting. Whereas for us, the crown that we have is imperishable, everlasting. So we should aim for things that last eternal. Therefore, we must not miss it or give it up. So here the team thought remind us, run not with uncertainty or fight not as one who beats the air. Paul writes in verse 27, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest I have preached, when I preach others, I myself would be disqualified. Paul ensures himself that he will have that self-control, the discipline of his body, in order not to be disqualified. In fact, in the Greek translation, the word disqualified is not to be rejected that we will not be rejected in our pursuit of running the race. And now let me move to our third point, is to remind ourselves the actual race or fight is ready to win the prize. Run to aim for the prize. And here Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 onward to 14, not that I have attained am already perfected. Paul was talking about his life and his past. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul uses the word, I press on, meaning you always move forward. I lay hold, I want to be steadfast, reaching to those things which are ahead, going forward. Why? Simply because he aims for the goal and price in God through Jesus Christ. 
verse 14. You can see how Paul talked about the discipline he has in mind. I lay hold, I press on, I move forward. And never turn back. Because he wants to aim for the goal and prize that is in God to Jesus Christ. I'd like to end also this meditation with this true story. Uh, it is recorded in 1968. The country called Tanzania in Africa had chosen uh, John Stephen Awari, a marathon runner, to represent them in Tanzania in the Mexico City Olympics. And it was recorded <clears throat> along the way, uh, John Stephen Awira rang, but he stumbled and he fell, injured very badly, both his knee and ankle. By then it was almost uh, late or early in the night, around 7 o'clock in the evening because of marathon race, a runner from Ethiopia, Ethiopia had won the race. Then everyone had finished and there were only a few thousand spectators left in the huge arena, the stadium. Then all of a sudden, a police uh, siren rang and caught everybody's attention. Limping through the gate came this marathon runner, 36 years old, a wari, with his leg wrapped in a bloody bandage. I mean, you can see how severe uh, injured he had. But the people cheered and even stood in ovation for him. Then the reporter at the gate asked him the question that was in everybody's mind. Why continue the race after being badly injured? Asked the marathon runner. And this is was his reply. My country did not send me 5,000 miles to begin a race. They sent me to finish the race. They sent me to finish the race. You see, folks, he may not win the prize at the race, but he wins the heart and mind of those who are present and those in his country. In fact, there is a saying in the Greek cultures, as far as the Olympic game is concerned, the winner was not the runner who finished first. It was the runner who finished with his torch still lit. The winner was not the runner who finished first. It was the runner who finished with his torch lit. Still lit. I guess this could be our desire. I want to finish the race even though I might have to limb to the finishing line and I want the flame of my thought 
to still be lit for Jesus. In other words, I still want to shine for Jesus. Or I pray that my life is shining for Jesus. So in conclusion, I have three uh, questions for us to ponder over with. First, am I in the place of God wants me to be? Am I in the place God wants me to be? Is my ministry fulfilling God's purpose for me? That is glorifying God. Third, is my life and ministry pleasing the Lord? Is my life and ministry pleasing the Lord? And finally, Paul had this exhortation from Acts chapter 20, verse 24, where he expresses his desire and says, that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 20, 24, that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus in the New King James Version. Amen. And let us pray. Maybe I give give you a few moments of your silent prayer as you think of this meditation before you. How you would like to finish the race before God. Yes, God, our Father, we want to thank you for the thought you've given to us, this moment of meditation, that we are in a race, and we know there is a reward and prize for us eternally. And so we pray that we will not be easily distracted or give up, but continue where we have started in us, that we can press on, to hold on, and not to turn back, recognizing the lay before us, the goal of prize and winning. So we pray for all these believers who are listening in this moment, in meditation, that it be in tune with the leading of the Spirit and able to put ourselves in subjection of the body and to continue to live a life glorifying your name and also counted of the eternal joy you place upon us. We thank you for this moment of prayer and the ministry of word to us. In Jesus' Our Lord, blessed name we pray. Amen.